Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. And we're live. Which one I press for my? I know that, but this one is. Okay. Okay, perfection. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome, welcome. Come on in the room. <laughs> it's another beautiful episode of Rapping Mimosas. As you guys are coming in, I got the goat that's coming on today. Ray, where you going? <laughs> Y'all, I wish I could see my producer over here, Ray, okay? <laughs> he had to climb. He didn't want to be on the camera, so he climbed, okay, climbed um, underneath the table to ensure that he was not there, all right? So what I'm going to do, as you guys are coming in, please, of course, feel free to share this. I got the GOAT coming today. I don't think y'all understand, all right? Now, if you notice, I have this little camera to the side. Normally, the camera is somewhere else to record me and whomever else um on my youtube however uh because we're going live today all right and we're talking all about dating and trauma all right and how that correlates with each other i really wanted to capture her for those who may watch on youtube so if you're watching on youtube at a later time and you can see her and you're looking at the uh instagram streaming uh, just bear with us okay just bear with us but i'm gonna get us started y'all ready if you ready put i'm ready in the chat let me see it. If you're ready, put I'm ready in the chat. <laughs> and of course, uh, I don't have my mimosa today. I, I'm actually drinking uh, a hard seltzer. Okay, my birthday is this week, so I'm trying to keep the alcohol consumption to a minimum till Friday. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list. Champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It is. Woo! And we are live. Okay, we are live. Today's episode is super special. Okay, it's super special for a few reasons. Um, one, okay, is because we're talking all about dating and trauma and how that informs um, the decisions that we make and the things that we're doing. Uh, two, I got the GOAT. I don't think y'all understand. When I say I got the GOAT to come today, I got the busiest woman in America. Okay, this woman is out here saving mental lives. And if you've ever heard Shelly speak, she speak to your soul, okay? She feel like she ministering to you every time she opens her mouth. So if you guys have questions, I want to make sure I normalize this. If there are any questions that you feel you might have while you guys are watching in the chat, please feel, feel, feel free to drop them, okay? I'm going to do my best to actually monitor the chat today to be able to pay attention to it. I have my questions here. But as always, it's going to be some girl talking, okay, going on amongst us. Good times, good vibes. And of course, <laughs> just a, a little bit of alcohol. I'm going to bring her on. Let's get this thing started. All right. If y'all ready, keep saying y'all ready in the chat. Let me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ooh, y'all coming in. Y'all ready to talk about this thing. <gasps> Hi. Hello. Oh, How my. You, love? I am so good. How are you? I'm good. I don't know if it's me, but I see you sideways. Is that just me or just it's, you? I, I have my camera sideways. So because of the way that the layout is, let me see if I can actually turn it. And maybe that'll work better. And I'm not able to go live on my, uh, my device, right? I can only go live here on my phone. Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to do like that. There we go. That works. Yes. All oh, right. Look at you, queen. Look at you with the red lip. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta right now, so I, I'm not home where I don't have a beautiful glass, but cheers. But che cheers. 
Now, welcome, 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 of course, to Rap and Mimosas. I know this is your first time on the show, right? So here we are talking any and everything that comes up with our topic, of course, being dating and trauma. Um, I know that you've already said that you are not a rapper because we will be dropping bars later this show, okay? <gasps> <laughs> Just keep in mind, okay, that whatever bars you're dropping, all right, we're not rappers. I always have to give this disclaimer. I'm not trying to get a record deal. I'm not a rapper. I'm not good every single time. But every time I get a, just a, a tad bit litty, okay, I like to freestyle. It's good for the mind. It's good for the mental, okay? Now, for those who may not know who you are, can you just do everyone a favor? Can you tell us who you are? Because I want people to understand I bring on licensed professionals when I talk about some of these topics. I don't want to just bring on anybody. Um, so if you could, please introduce yourself. And I appreciate you not just bringing on everyone. We have way too many people talking about these very serious topics. Some of it life or death to some people because you mm -hmm. never know who is listening. My name is Shelly Fan Fam, a licensed psychotherapist in the state of Florida. I've been practicing for over 23 years now. I'm the owner and CEO of Ask Shelly Consultant, where I partner with corporations, providing psychoeducation that brings them to their next level. I have the privilege of working with individuals, with families, with married couples, and providing evidence-based therapeutic interventions that brings them to their next level and, 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 and helps individuals irreplaceable versions oh, no. of themselves. Did you hear me okay? The sound went out. Okay. So let me it, just repeat it that. Just so I, yes, it did go out. Okay, and I'm so sorry about that. I am hoping this thing hangs on till this whole entire interview. Um, so what I was saying was, in addition to working with corporations, providing psychoeducation that brings them to peak performance, I have the privilege of working with individuals, with families, with married couples, and providing evidence-based therapeutic interventions that helps to bring them to their next level helps them to overcome emotional injury, helps individuals achieve irreplaceable versions of themselves. I also have the um, opportunity, uncommon opportunity to host the Ask Shelly Show that goes live every Tuesday at 12 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube, answering very challenging questions from my community members. And so I absolutely love what I do. I'm a motivational and transformational speaker going around the United States of America and beyond teaching the tools that we all need to know in order to live full lives. Mmm, very said a mouthful. That was a that was a nice book, novel, sermon. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I see people coming in and out of the chat. Once again, guys, today's topic is all about trauma, but also dating right, while we're learning our trauma, exposing our trauma, and dissecting our trauma. So I'm really excited for this conversation because i got to be honest, I, I done been trauma bonded a couple times, you know, a couple times, just being completely honest. I've definitely had my share of relationships that I shouldn't have been in, and I allowed myself to get into them because unbeknownst to me, I was dating my father, Hockey, you know, dating the same person over and over and over again, thinking that they were different, but not really realizing that they were not. So I'm super excited for this conversation for my own self, for my personal reasons, because I always like to be transparent on the show. Um, and then I'm excited because I know other people, this is the conversation, we're all dating, right? We're all dating or trying to date somebody. And a lot of times when you're uninformed about what trauma is or the impact trauma has, from childhood as well as various people that we meet in our lives, it impacts us greatly. And it impacts the decisions we make in our dating lives greatly. So before we go any further in discussing trauma bonds and dating, what is trauma? What now, will be the definition? Now, this is what I want to do, only because I'm not going to let the enemy take this moment away. You are breaking up, and I believe it's my phone. Oh. Is there a way for me to come off and log right back in? Go ahead. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna do that really, really quick. I'll be right back, Instagram. Listen, while she's logging off and coming back in, uh, do me a favor, guys. If you have questions, I really want y'all to put questions in the chat. Okay, we we about to give some real tea. Okay, we are about to give y'all some real, real tea here. Okay, so I need y'all to ask questions. Hey, y'all. 
Hey y'all, we talk all about dating and trauma. So if you have questions about trauma, trauma bonds, breaking trauma bonds, um, maybe therapeutic techniques, whatever it might be, we have a licensed professional that's on today. Okay, same thing. All right, when it comes down to um, if you guys have any questions about dating, shoot, put it in the chat. We talk, we talking about dating today, y'all. Okay, go ahead and let us know if you're gonna do some some dumb stuff. Uh, has anyone else? dealt with trauma bonds i'll say that if you know that you have dealt with a trauma bond before that you dated someone based off of your trauma do me a favor and put a 100 okay in the chat for me please we're gonna have our guest speaker right back i see one 100 welcome 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 we're talking today all about dating and trauma Okay, dating and trauma with a licensed professional. She had to step away for a second due to some Wi-Fi issues. Yeah, I know technology. It be tripping. So what made me decide to have this conversation, um, being honest, was I saw someone post on Facebook that was like, you know what would be a good conversation? Talking about dating and trauma. And as a single woman dating in 2021, right, um, going on dates or being asked on dates, the one thing I've realized is how much that play, has played a huge role in the decisions I've made and the type of men I've entertained, because I didn't entertain some people, okay, that I shouldn't have entertained, and it was due to my own trauma. All right, she's back. Bear with us through the technical issues. All right, we're back. Can you hear me? Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, I got a different idea. We're going to get this. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I was like, oh, no. All right. Yay. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Perfection. So we're going to jump straight into it. Okay. What is trauma? For like, before we go into it, what is trauma? So trauma is um, basically an emotional reaction to uh, repeated exposure to an event or multiple events that cause emotional injury. That trauma can be direct, meaning that uh, the person who is experiencing those trauma responses, those symptoms that are associated with trauma, it could be that they experience, experience it firsthand. It could also be secondary that you have watched somebody else experience mm -hmm. um, trauma or experience a very aversive experience or a series of experiences that basically overwhelms your capacity to cope. And that's what trauma is. And everybody responds to trauma differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so the symptoms can range from anxiety to depression, nightmares, um, being very hypervigilant, having issues with connecting and trusting people, um, having the um, an inability just to perceive safety or always operating as if the environment is unsafe. And we call those trauma responses. It causes impulsivity. But the biggest thing that, that over the past two decades, specifically over the past decade that has gotten met much research is the fact that trauma causes brain damage as well. That's how significant it is. And just to, I don't want to come off topic, but you know, um, the other day I was having a conversation with someone um, about Dante Wright. Like, why do they run? Why are we always running? Why are we always running? That is because that trauma response is very <laughs> impulsive where all you can see is a lack of safety. All you can see is risk. All you can see are situations are life and death. And that comes from trauma responses. Again, trauma does cause brain damage and it impacts the way we perceive the world. Ooh. Okay. Because for a second when you was reading it off, I said, ooh, I definitely have had <laughs> moments where I've done those things in dating and outside of dating as well. You know, so in your professional opinion, how do, you, how do we see or how have you seen trauma affect us in our dating lives like i already have an idea but is there any type of correlation or research that really shows like we sucking out here and dating because of trauma well what happens is that 
trauma causes us to not absorb new information. So let me just explain. When I talk about trauma response, I'm talking about when our brains go to survival mode, right? So the emotional centers of our brain are activated. And when, our, when the emotional centers of our brains are activated, it impacts the, um, the areas of our brain that's responsible for absorbing new information. And, uh, uh, and that is what, that's learning. Absorbing new information is learning. So when, our, when the emotional centers of our brains are activated, it impacts the areas of our brains that are responsible for absorbing new information. So the fact that people are in patterns and continue to make the same decisions is because they have not absorbed the new information that they need to change and break the pattern. Our mm -hmm. breakthrough is usually on the other side of something that we do not know. And so oh. if you... No, don't freeze. She was freezing. Now she's freezing. Bars. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, y'all. If y'all was feeling what uh, Shelly was saying, do me a favor. Put it in the chat. If y'all was feeling what Shelly was saying, put it in the chat. I know we're having some te technical difficulties because she is in Atlanta and I'm down here. Okay? But if y'all was feeling... So ultimately, to summarize what I heard, and y'all can always tell me if you heard something different, but to summarize what I heard, it was pretty much saying, right, that literally our response is because we're in trauma, right? We can't download new information. So if we haven't dealt with our trauma, it's hard for us to go into a new situation, okay? If you haven't dealt with your trauma from um, whether it be a father figure, a childhood issue, a secondhand issue, whatever it may be, it's hard for you to now go into a secondary situation, even if it's healthy, right? Even if you were in a, even if you're going into a healthy relationship, if you've never been in that type of environment and it's new for you, right? How do, are we going to process it if we still haven't dealt with our actual trauma? So then the question becomes, can we truly date if we're not actively working on healing or if we haven't healed from certain traumas? Let me know what y'all think in the chat. Y'all talk to me while we get Shelly back on. There she is. Okay, y'all can still answer the question. Can we truly date not knowing that we have not dealt with our trauma yet? Should, we, should people be out here dating? Okay. Let me bring her back on because I'm going to say you, you should be in therapy. Everyone, I'm an advocate for therapy or some type of mental health relief. There she is. Listen, we're not going to let nobody destroy this conversation. Absolutely not. I'm going to come back and come back stronger every time. So we got this. So to answer your question, how does it impact our relationships? Well, if you are not absorbing new information, that's what causes change. The reason why many people stay the same and they stay in patterns is because there's something that they haven't learned or there's something that they have learned that they have not necessarily applied. So when we are operating in our trauma brain, when we are operating in our survival brain, right, which is where we have not resolved our trauma, it keeps us stuck. So people do not see any other option but to stay in very unhealthy situations. And so if we, if we perceive the world as unsafe, then we would rather stay in an abusive situation where, where, where our value is not being honored, we, we, would, we, would, we would rather stay in an abusive situation than leave because the outside world is perceived as unsafe. And so this is why we have the responsibility to get healed because one of the strongest powers uh, or the strongest forces that, that guide the way that we think, that guide the way that we behave is unresolved emotional injury. So we have lots of women and men that are in relationships and their trauma responses are in 
full blown, are, are in full throttle mode and they are having um, issues and they're passing down these very unhealthy learned behaviors to their children who are watching how they operate, watching how they decide, watching how they resolve conflict, watching how they, how they take care of themselves. And so we have the responsibility to really address the trauma. And what we do often is we minimize our traumatic experiences. Oof. We minimize them and we normalize it. I remember doing a conference in a room of, it was a, a conference for, for men. And I was talking about the aversive childhood experiences. And we were talking about how those aversive childhood experiences increases the chances and the probability for African-American men to experience mental health issues. So when I started talking about those aversive experiences, like single parenthood, um, talking about living in, in um, areas where the economic, the socioeconomic status is low, started talking about uh, child abuse and drug addiction. They laugh like these are not aversive childhood experiences. This is normal. That's life. And that's where that's what we have to change. Right there, Lashandra. We mm. have to change how we how we perceive our experiences. I have women and men that will come to my office and say, I've never experienced trauma. But then they'll talk about five minutes later, talk about an uncle that killed themselves. That's trauma. <laughs> Your miscarriage is trauma. This unresolved grief that you had for, for, from your, your mother or your father passing, that is trauma. The rape is trauma. The molestation is trauma. Just because you are able to function every day doesn't mean that what you experienced was not trauma. You... And so again, when we're talking about dating and relationships, our dating exposes our emotional injury. <laughs> when we become in, when we get into relationship with someone else, it exposes our emotional injury. So yeah, we got to get healed. Sorry. Listen, didn't I say I, I didn't I tell you? I said I was bringing the goat today. Didn't I tell? Listen, listen. I think you done snatched some edges. Okay, <laughs> you done snatched some edges. Some wigs are on the floor. Somebody probably trying to look up a therapist right now. Well, they they need like, to. I, listen, you said so many things that I recently, so I found a spiritual advisor last year and we were having a discussion and we were talking, even when it came to sex, we were having a conversation about certain things and she was like, well, why don't you feel comfortable with that? She said, you have a response as if you've had sexual trauma. And I said, no, I wouldn't say I've had sexual trauma. And then as I told her some of the experiences I had, with men put push like men that I dated pushing themselves on me but in my mind well we were dating so even though I said no and he still did x y and z that that that's a traumatic response so that I the fact that I couldn't feel fully present in my body right is is a traumatic response and a lot of times you know she was saying why are you she said why are you minimizing your trauma and I said you had it way worse than me like I'm still blessed like I'm still healthy and I'm living and this is and that she said but we're not talking about other people. We're talking about your trauma. And we take things that happen to us and we normalize it. Even to the point where when I first told another woman that story, they, they kind of just normalized it with me. Like, yeah, you know, man, they, they do that. I, that shouldn't be normalized. At that moment, I probably would have processed it as a woman telling me, listen, that's not okay. But I didn't get that because in the scenario that I said, they probably have been through the same scenario. So we normalize it and then we literally just keep passing it on to the point where I could see the person who's done it and I don't even have like the reaction of like fear or anything like that, that not to my knowledge, right? Because in my mind, well, that scenario is different. Like that wasn't a stranger on the street or uh, somebody sneaking into my bedroom, right? Um, and a lot of times we normalize the trauma so much in our lives. It's so deeply buried. It's not until you tell a story sometimes to another person and then they stop and stare at you and look at you crazy. You're like, oh, that didn't sound right, huh? Like, knowing what I know, I've had some, you know, people tell me about their beatings with electrical cords and different things like that. And especially as a person of color, we've normalized those type of things as like, 
a normal physical, you know, reprimand. But in my mind, hearing it now is like at this age, I'm just like, no one should be taking electrical cords to beat you. Like, what did you do that required an electrical cord? And then, you know, we have now you have the debate of whether or not you should, you know, touch your children at all. But it's literally the normalization of trauma that a lot of times gets people stuck. So then the next question becomes, how do people start to pay attention to figure out what their trauma is? Like, I've become super self-aware enough to where I'm calling myself out, okay? I'm calling myself out multiple times. And if anything that we say today, guys, once again, she is a licensed professional. So I want to make it clear that nothing that I'm saying or she's saying is meant to trigger anyone. I do want to put the trigger warning out there because there might be something that comes up. Even me talking about my own, you know, sexual situation might trigger someone else and might, or might make you realize that you have too also been a victim of rape. I want to put it out there that she's a licensed professional. You can get in contact with her directly. Okay. You can get in contact with another professional if you need to. Okay. I do want to put that out there, but what do we do? Like how do people start to identify this trauma? Cause at the end of the day, as someone who works with children, um, I do often see like when I talk to them about relationships, um, that their response is very toxic. Like this mm -hmm. idea of like, the things that they'll do to either get a man or what they'll do if they have a girlfriend or things they'll say. And I said, that's not, that's not healthy, but this is what they see on television. This is what they see in their households. You know, this is how they, they've seen their mother and father or auntie and uncles act. How do people identify their trauma? First so, and foremost, yeah. First ahead. and foremost, we have the responsibility to enhance our emotional intelligence. If you are listening to me today and you do not have the skill set to take your anger from a 10 to a 7, you don't have the skill set to take your anxiety from a 7 to a 4, you don't have the skill set to resolve conflict, you don't have the skill set to take how you're feeling and formulate words to describe how it is you're feeling. When If you do not have uninterrupted sleep at night, eight hours of uninterrupted sleep, if you have intimacy issues, if you do not have the capacity to stay committed in a relationship, you are a routine cheater, whatever it is, we have to make sure that we stop normalizing abnormalities. Our mm. defense mechanisms are, are so powerful. Oh my gosh, Lashoe. Our defense mechanisms are so powerful. So just imagine this, we all have an army of men, right? Some of us have an army of 100 men. Some of us have an army of 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, depending on what we went through. And those men rise up and they are responsible for keeping Shelly safe. They are responsible for keeping the show safe. So when those men stand up and rise up, they will take situations and minimize it so that you can continue to function, so that you can continue to be beautiful and be the model that you are and come on camera and smile. But this is the thing, eventually those men get tired. Mm. And for some people, those men get tired 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, then all of a sudden, you're starting to hear voices. All of a sudden, you're starting to contemplate, what would this world be like without me? Which, by the way, is the start of the suicide spectrum when you start thinking about, well, what, will this world, what would this world be like without me? Again, something else that we normalize, but that's part of the suicide spectrum. So understand this right? To answer the question, what should we do? The first thing is understand that although you're functioning and you may feel like I don't have trauma, I don't have post-trauma, I'm doing well and I'm functioning. Understand that if you have a thousand men that are keeping you well and standing up and minimizing those triggers or minimizing um, the impact of the things that are associated with your trauma, you're not, you're going to feel okay. But this is what I would challenge everybody to do. Everybody within the sound of my voice to ask three honest people this question. Mm. Do you think I'm well? Ask three honest people. Do you think I'm well? And a lot of the times people will say, well, you know, you are kind of angry a lot. You're, you're irritable a lot. You're agitated a lot. Your anger issues are significant. You drink a lot. You sleep around a lot. You know, people will tell you the truth. And I would encourage people to take those answers, right, from those three trusted people and really 
develop a plan to address whatever it is that people tell you. Um, and of course, there are other things that you can do to really assess, have I experienced trauma, right? You can go to a therapist and get an assessment done. You don't have to have uh, symptoms that are problematic or keeping you from functioning to go to a therapist and get an assessment done. Think about going to the doctor to get an annual physical. We shouldn't wait for things to be going wrong before we see a doctor. So if you think about it that way, those preventive measures that we all should be taking medically, uh, just think of it that way as well, that you would see a, psych a, you know, a psychologist or psychotherapist and go in and say, I just wanna make sure that I'm well, I want a mental health assessment. And usually what they'll do is they'll take you through your entire lifespan and listen to your life experiences and they'll be able to assist you in really getting to the root of why you think the way that you think, why you love the way that you love, why you behave the way that you behave. So I encourage people to go ahead and schedule that assessment. It's not as expensive as you think. If you have insurance, it will cover it, but it's important to start there. Get that assessment sit with another professional that will be able to hear your life experiences and let you know that there are red flags that you should be aware of. So <clears throat> great response. I see I have one question in the queue. I'm going to get to it in a second. My next question, I guess, would be, let's say, you are, let's say you're already in a relationship, mm -hmm. right? Um, is it possible if both of you are severely struggling with whatever it may be, um, that you've in, you know, that they're realizing, okay, I'm struggling mentally, right? Um, or their partner is struggling mentally. One, do you think, because I have my own um, idea, but do you think it's possible for one person who's on this mental health path to be in a healthy, functional relationship with someone who is not addressing their trauma? Okay, because some people might be in those type of relationships. And also the secondary, what about if you have two people who are both, you know, endure trauma outside of each other and even together is it possible for them to stay together and, and still you know be healthy or gain the mental health that they feel they need well for the first question is it possible for someone um who has experienced trauma is it possible for the relationship to work if one of them is getting the help that they need mm -hmm. and the other person is not mm -hmm. i say that i say this we don't have control over other people we only mm -hmm. have control over ourselves. Change begins with us. By changing yourself, you may change the entire dynamic of your relationship. So is it possible? And the answer is yes. It is possible because you're doing what you have to do for yourself. And, mm -hmm. and because you're doing what you're doing for yourself, then you, you're leading by example. We have to be the change that we're looking for. This is not just some cliche statement. The change always has to start with yourself. And so... Um, starting with yourself, will that uh, contribute and benefit the relationship? Absolutely. I wouldn't say that another person who's not addressing their trauma, that it would cause the relationship to end. I would say that that's not necessarily um, completely true. Now, are, would there be scenarios where that would completely um, negatively impact the relationship? Then I would say yes as well. Now, if we have two people that are together and they are wounded, can their relationship work with two wounded individuals who are not addressing their trauma? It all depends, you know, it all depends on how strong their defense mechanisms are. Um, it all depends on what their skill sets are. There are people that understand that things are not well with them and they have learned skill sets, coping mechanisms to overcome those, the manifestations of those symptoms. And so again, it all depends on how emotionally intelligent individuals are. I will say though, like I said before, there comes a time where those defense mechanisms may not operate as strong. And so why wait? Why wait for those defense mechanisms to start to break down? Get the help that you need now. And I need to say this, and then, um, and then we'll move forward with whatever additional questions that you have. Trauma is, is well, black and brown individuals as a whole are often misdiagnosed. And a lot of the times, uh, trauma is misdiagnosed for anger issues. Mm. Trauma is misdiagnosed for um, disorders that are aggressive in nature. There are a lot of black and brown children 
that are experiencing trauma and they are being diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. They're being diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder. And so we have to understand that trauma sometimes will manifest in ways that would cause you to think that it's not even related to the trauma. It camouflages itself. And so again, your depression, your intimacy issues, your anxiety, your anger issues, it's not normal to wake up angry. Mm. That is not normal for you to wake up angry. It's not right for all of your family to walk around on eggshells every time that you're on your cycle, every time that you're having another mood swing. It's not, these things are not normal and there's help for it. Mm. Okay. So then now we're kind of talking about navigating in a relationship. Like uh, I know for me personally, I've dated, you know, being that I'm so like into working on myself, like I work out uh, quite often, right? Keep the body right. I um, meditate, I journal. Um, I'm in the process now of looking for a new um, therapist or advisor temporarily. So I'm very aware like of what my mental health needs are. I find it as a person who is, I guess, more self-aware or, or actively engaging in staying uh, self-aware, I find it so hard to date anyone who is not into, not as like, you gotta be into the exact same things as me as far as taking care of yourself, but it's, it's, it's hard to date someone, I would say, that's not equally yoked in that area, that mental health area, because I've dated individuals, um, and sometimes what happens, I've noticed in my personal experience is that it starts to feel like they're pulling down right? Um, they're pulling down or um, I started to feel like I was mama. Because uh, I want you to work on yourself so bad while I'm working on myself, but you can't do both. Like I can't navigate me and navigate you for you. So it has to be a natural want. I don't think it's, do I think it's impossible to like if I was working on someone and someone else saw it and I was dating them and they realized, oh, I, I should probably work on my trauma as well. No, I think that it's very much so possible, right? For someone to see it and decide they want to work on it. I just think that the want has to be there. Like they have to want to do it for themselves. There is no possible way for anyone watching that you, by you working on yourself that you can force, okay, anyone else, they have to see it and recognize something in themselves and say, you know what, I should try this. I've dated a guy before and I said, you know what, would you go to therapy with me? And he was just like, no, for what? I don't even want to tell me how to talk to my woman. And I was just like, you got to do because you got to suck at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You got to do these someone to tell you how to talk to your woman because um, it's not working. But I realized that like, that's a hard no-go for me um, on the mental. And this is me personally. Everyone else has their different meters and different things that they need in order to, to work and navigate in a dating space. I just, I need you to do something. I don't care if you pick up a paintbrush, a journal, a therapist, you call your best friend and your best friend gonna give you the but you got to have something that is mental health a benefit for you outside of just and especially as i'm a heterosexual cisgendered woman so i when i date men i've noticed this as well so for the men who are watching it's there like mental health is now becoming normalized right and i feel like it's slowly but surely really gaining its pull on men especially men of color um is there any like, you know, things special that we can say to the men in regards to getting mental health or like really considering possibly getting into mental health to continue to normalize this practice? Mental health doesn't mean crazy. Mm. It, it, it does not mean crazy. It means, you know, that you are taking responsibility to be for being the best version of yourself. That's you taking responsibility for living a full life. A full life is when you are fully operational in your purpose. A full life is when you're living in such a way that attracts prosperous outcomes to your life. Living a full life is when you are living in such a way that abundance finds you, mm. opportunities find you, mm. money finds you. And so taking care of your mental health, that's a benefit for you. This is why we have the responsibility to get well, to make sure that we become irreplaceable versions of ourselves. It has nothing to do with what people think. No one has a heaven or hell to put you in. The only competition you have is who you were yesterday. And so mental health is about operating in a 
full life where you're happy irregardless of life outcomes, where you can maintain joy irregardless of the opinions of others. Who wouldn't want to do that? Mm. Mental health is not about crazy. It's not about medication. It's about becoming the, it's, it's about operating in your fullest potential. And so there are things that we, we, weren't, we weren't taught, right? You know, I learned that communication was screaming at the top of your lungs. You come into a Haitian household, you think everybody's arguing and yelling at each other. I had to understand that there were other ways to communicate without aggression. I had to learn that. I had to learn that submission was safe. I had to learn that in all of my beauty, in all of my value, that the greatest gift I could give a man was my submission, that there was nothing unsafe about submitting to a man. I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to prioritize the needs of the people that I love over and above myself. I had to learn how to balance work and life. There are things that we have to learn. And mental health is about opening your mind to learning new information so that you can change the trajectory of your life, that you can continue to live in such a way that's attracting outcomes that will cause you to go from level to level to level. Listen, there's no destination out here. There's no destination because as soon as you arrive, then you see other levels, other levels, mm -hmm. higher levels. It's just another level and another level and another. So mental health is giving yourself the opportunity to live a full life, okay? We are not, psychotherapists don't give advice. I don't charge $145 an hour to give advice. Mm. I don't have student loans that I'm still paying off the show because I give advice. I provide evidence-based therapeutic interventions that will cause you to overcome your emotional injury, cause you to overcome all of those maladaptive lessons that you learn from dysfunctional parents. I am here to help people achieve better versions of themselves and that is what mental health is about. That is what it's about. It's about giving yourself the opportunity to live full lives. Listen, I'm saying again, I brought the goat on today for y'all. I don't think y'all understand. I had to try to get Shelly on here. Listen, I'm like, I don't care what I got to do. What, what, what time are you available? I would just do the podcast <laughs> then, okay, Shelly, I need you. I need Amen. you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> You just drop gems every time. I want to look and see just what this question might be in the queue for a second. Sure, absolutely. Um, oh, we actually already answered it. I see it. How do we, um, and maybe we can reiterate, um, but you kind of already said such a handful as far as like investing in your mental health. The question was, how do you uh, handle or deal with these traumas, right? Um, and I feel like you addressed that, you know, finding your different practices. My final question before we kind of start to get into the rap, because I know some of y'all came on here just to see Shelly rap. I don't know how to rap. I, I, listen, I like <laughs> you are, You've been a wordsmith all night. Don't come on here and talk about you and how to rap now. Let me say this. I don't. But let me say I rap in a different way. Um, the question, though, was how do you deal with your trauma? The initial question was, like, how do we identify it? I think that's okay. what you had initially asked. And I said um, to be careful about identification because we have those defense mechanisms that will cause us to feel like we're okay. Ask three people that you're close to whether or not you are well. Go and see a mental health professional and ask for a full mental health assessment because you want to make sure you're okay. Um, and you will, if, if you get with someone that knows what they're doing, They'll do like a lifespan review, like just kind of get you to talk about your childhood starting from your very first memory to current. And they'll be able to let you know if they're seeing patterns in the way that you think, patterns in the way that you behave. They're starting to see why certain outcomes continue to come. That's what a mental health professional will do. If you already know that you have trauma and you're, fine, and you're trying to find out ways to deal with it, this is when you need therapy. I'm going to tell you why. Because everybody's trauma symptoms shows up differently. Yeah. So if your trauma symptoms show up in the form of anxiety, then you have to learn how to decompress, right? Mm -hmm. So you can decompress through deep breathing, through meditation, through grounding, through tapping, right? You have to find the mechanisms that work for you. So if your trauma shows up in the form of nightmares, there are things that you can do before you go to sleep, 
right? To assure or to minimize the probability that those nightmares will affect you. And if it gets to a point where you're starting to become dysfunctional at work or school because you're losing sleep, this is when it's time for you to see a doctor. If you're open to medication, then you can take medication. If you're open to other forms of treatment like acupuncture and, and things of that nature, um, there's so many mechanisms and I do not have the time to yeah. teach um, you know, for, you know, what the mechanisms are for each symptom, but reach out to me and I will assist you in, in, in ways that you can uh, self-develop and learn those mechanisms for yourself. Yes, that's, I, I wanna, I'm happy you said that. Please reach out to her, okay, ask Shelly. I'm quite sure she is ready to receive some new clients, help, she's so beneficial. I just love talking to Shelly all the time. People don't know me and Shelly met because of a dream. <laughs> Shelly is vivid <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Dream, and we became friends because of her dream. I mean, well, I joined the sorority that she was in, right? Um, but she had a dream, and that's how we ended up becoming, um, I want to say it's like a mentor-mentee relationship. We, you know, sometimes have these random conversations just about some of the things that we're noticing, and it's just so beautiful. I'm just so happy you're here. I love talking to you every time. Every time. <laughs> Blessing. Amen. <laughs> it's you. I, I already told you, you just carry that. You just carry optimism you carry light there are just some people that just carry it and when they show up to a space i said that when i introduced you and you came onto the ash shelly show there are just certain people that when they show up they change the atmosphere because they got there and when they leave they leave the atmosphere forever changed that's you so it's always a pleasure i'm so happy to hear about what's going on with rap and mimosas i'm mad though that you're going to have me embarrass myself in front of the world. <laughs> Listen, it's not an embarrassment. This is a, uh, a learn something new. We talked about that earlier, right? Be open to new information and new experiences. So that, that's what this is going to be. If uh, you guys are ready to, to hear Shelly rap, I want y'all to put a yeah in the chat. <laughs> I want okay. So do I got to wait for a beat or something? What am I doing? Yeah. Are you going to beatbox for me? What, how are we going to do this? How are we doing this? <laughs> um, so I sent you a good day. We're going to actually use that. So I'm actually going to get the, get everything queued up. Oh, it's already up. Perfection. So what we're going to do, okay, all right. So we're gonna, of course, wrap. Okay, this is wrapping mimosas. I did not have my mimosas today, but I did have some hard seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> I gave my alcohol consumption for my festivities. You know, I turned twenty nine this week, so I want to, you know, try. Happy birthday, boo! <laughs> okay, so. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started now. Let me ask you this. First of all, um, since we're doing this over the live, I want to make sure you can hear. Yeah, that thing kicking in. Okay, good. I can. Now, the next thing before we get started, do you want to go first? Yes, so that you can end off like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so let's go ahead. I'm going to start. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me rap for a while and teach you how to live in your smile. Yeah, yeah. You want to live a life that is just so full you cannot bear. So uh, visit my website. And I will teach you how to self-care. See, I'm born in New York. You know what I'm about. I knock haters off. I knock haters out because I swim with the rugged rhyme. Shine like a nugget. My rhymes are worth much because I'm making crazy ducats. The rhymes that I generate produce much juice. So excuse the mess. I wipe it up when I reduce. Which will be... No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I got Shelly to <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> All right, I can come up with it because I didn't. I didn't write something today. Let's see what I. Let's come go. Up. Let's go. The show. Come on. Yes. Mm. 
It's your girl, LaShelle. I'm here on the bike. I'm with my girl, Shelly, and she's doing it right. It's my birthday week, and we feeling the vibe. Drinking hard seltzer, so you know I'm gonna slide. And I turned 29, now we talking about trauma. And I'm living my life. I don't need no drama. Stay in therapy, meditation, keeping the vibes. And you know I got the bar, so I'm keeping it right. Yeah! yeah! with your girl hey uh you know the one with the curls hey, uh, and i got the smile uh <laughs> dropping all the boys wow yeah <laughs> hey. that's why you went last girl high five boo <laughs> virtual, yes. high five. Yes. virtual high five i'm trying to sound a little bit this beat goes so nice though it's so oh smooth. yeah it is so smooth Ooh, okay. So before um, I, you know, wrap this thing up, I of course want to keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you so much for agreeing to do this and be here today. Um, I love you so much. I admire you so much. Like you are just someone I like. When I think of Lashandra in a couple of years and the way that you speak and the way that you do things, I, I literally look at you as like an inspiration. Like you have no idea. Like oh my goodness, you have no idea. So I'm just so grateful for you doing this. Also, um, before we get off, Shelly, can you tell people how to get in contact with you one more time for those who might have joined the live late who want to talk to you? Plug absolutely, absolutely. So I don't know if you can see how my name is spelled, but on all social media platforms, I am Ask Shelly, spelled the Haitian way, S-C-H-E-L-L-I-E. Um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ask Shelly as well. You can also email me if there's something that you heard today and it made you feel like, you know what, I have more questions. If you say that you heard me speak on the Le Show show, um, I will give you a free consultation Ooh. and ask your questions. And the consultations are valued at $145. You'll get a free consultation. Um, and it's a 30-minute consultation, but you have to say that you heard me speak on this platform, and I will be open to um, answering your questions and giving you greater guidance. And if that's you, you can email info at AskShelly.com. You can also visit my website, www.AskShelly.com, and you'll have an opportunity to sign up for a consultation there as well. You said info, right? Info at AskShelly? Info at AskShelly.com. They can also ask for a consultation on my website, which is www.AskShelly.com. All right. And I'm dropping it in the chat, too. Okay. I'm going to pin it. All right, guys. So please. Boom. Okay. Please, guys, if you are curious about mental health, if you've enjoyed listening to, to Shelly speak, which I'm quite sure you guys have, I really want to... Um, really push that if you think that, you know, your next step would be finding a licensed professional to speak with, that you really look at investing into um, Shelly. She's great. Um, you take insurance as well, I'm sure. I do not. Private no. pay only. All right. Well, listen, hey, hey, she's still... <laughs> like, I, I, I've grown accustomed at this point because with my spiritual advisor, she didn't take insurance, so I was paying out of pocket. But it's a, an investment that I will never regret for me. That's right. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm contract based, so it's not like I, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna budget my coins this month. I'm going, you know. So whatever you feel uh, you're ready to invest into, I promise you, it is very much so well worth it. She speaks into your soul. Um, and then, of course, before we go, I gotta, I gotta say one more time, guys. Please make sure if you're not following my personal page right now, because I have not created wrapping mimosas separately just yet. Okay. Follow, follow, follow my personal page if you're on here and someone sent you this live and you don't already follow me because I post a lot of good gems. Um, if you miss this live, don't worry, don't fret. I always upload my lives within 24 to 48 hours. I am on Apple, Spotify, and whatever other platform is out there that podcast can exist on. Also, subscribe to the YouTube page for Rap and Mimosas, okay? All my videos are uploaded there as well. This live will be up on my personal page probably for about 24 hours before I decide to remove it. You know, just because, <laughs> hello, go to my YouTube and watch it there. Duh, right? I want to thank you, Shelly, for being on today. And before we go, I got to play my song one more time. Rap and Mimosa, Bisquazin, the hoster. I put my name. Let me wrap me, come up a little closer, step out the whip, come
Y'all know what it is. Time for rap, 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 and mimosas. Woo! Thank you guys for tuning in. Shelly, thank you so much. Bye, guys. <laughs>